Today's episode is hyper niche. We're going to talk about the Rodecaster Pro 2, which has four mic inputs, two USB-C inputs, a bunch of smart pads to play sounds, as well as other things. And if you're a person who's thinking of buying one of those, then listen to this. It is $700. It's an expensive piece of equipment, but it's very popular, which is why I'm talking about it today. But if you're a person that's just looking for something to record the occasional interview over Zoom, this episode is not for you. And I don't want to waste your time by having you listen to this. Thanks so much for stopping by. I've got 833 episodes you can check out. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and check out the back catalog. Now let's talk some Roadcaster Pro. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is why I help you fight your fears, tackle the technology, and flatten the learning curve and get you going in the right way when it comes to podcasting. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And today we are jumping straight into the topic, and that is the new Rodecaster Pro 2. I bought this with my own money, and I've got about 10 things I like about it and about 10 things that I don't. If you do decide to buy it, I do have an affiliate link at schoolofpodcasting.com slash roadcaster. Now, let's get into this. It's hard to believe, but Rode made updating the Rodecaster even easier. The Rodecaster 1 was really easy. This, the Rodecaster 2, can connect via Wi-Fi or Ethernet cable. You click on a button and it says, hey, there's a new firmware uh, available. Do you want to update it? And you click on a button and that's it. It's super duper simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they have these new preamps that have 76 dB of gain. And if you're like, what does that mean in reality? Right now, I'm talking into a Shure SM7B. And we like to say this microphone is gain hungry, means you have to really turn it up to get a decent volume out of it. And with the Rodecaster Pro, this means that it can handle pretty much any mic because I'm not using any kind of boost now and I got plenty of room. But I wanted to do a test, so I fired up the Rodecaster 1, and let's compare one to the other. All right, I'm now on the Rodecaster Pro 1. I am my level with the, again, using a Shure SM7B. I'm at 46, and as I look at my recording level on the actual meter, I'm coming up about minus 15, maybe uh, maybe minus six, something like that. But this is no processing whatsoever. This is that. And now our favorite part, we're going to listen to a few seconds of hiss in three, two, one. All right, so this is me again on the Roadcaster one with a Shure SM7B. But now I'm going through a cloud lifter, but I'm using the same recording level. I'm popping in at the, the lowest I get is minus 15, and then I go up a little bit before that. And my level in the middle of the Rodecaster is set to 35, which puts me again smack dab in the middle of the good setting. And now it's time to listen to Hiss. And this is me on the Rodecaster 2. I, again, 
my recording is on the level is about minus 15. Now on the channel, just to make it fair, I have it set to dynamic mic, even though there is a preset for the SM7B. And again, they kind of have this green section of like, this is a good recording level and this is where I'm at, which means it's time, that's right, to listen to some hiss. And this is what I sound like on the Rodecaster 2. I've switched from the dynamic mic setting to the one for the Shure SM7B. And now I'm up to about minus 60 on my level. We're not going to listen to hiss, but I just wanted you to hear the difference between the dynamic and the US or the SM7B settings. All right, let's do the trifecta. I'm going to put the, (laughs) this is so dumb. I'm going to play just the hiss. And uh, I'm not even going to tell you when we switch from one to the other, just to make a point. And if you're in a car right now, you're going, I don't hear anything. If you have earbuds in, you're probably going, I think I heard something. And that's my point. When we start talking about having these great preamps, and look, we want less hiss, but I'm just saying... I I did hear a difference, but that's because I'm sitting in a quiet room with my air conditioner off, smashing my headphones into my head. So, yes, they're great preamps. Yes, but when I, like, really, again, the Rodecaster 1 pretty much powered that SM7B. Here's the thing that I think is the issue with the Rodecaster 1. It's not the hiss that you're hearing isn't in the recording. It's in the headphone amp, and that is something, if we go on, that they have improved is the headphone amp is super quiet and it can get if you need it super loud so preamps yep they got better preamps and we heard the intense difference between <laughs> the one and the two yeah, yeah, yeah. this next feature is cool here's the deal especially for those of us that are kind of deaf i have my headphones cranked up and i also then have my studio monitors if i'm not using headphones i have my studio monitors on And they're pointed right back at me, which is pointing right at my microphone, which means when I turn up a microphone, I often get, and I get this feedback. And I was like, oh, crap. And then I have to remember to turn down the monitors. With the Rodecaster Pro 2, it has the setting that says, hey, if I turn up a microphone, please turn down my monitors automatically. Now, that sounds like such a little thing, But it's one of those things where it's like, wow, that's really cool that I don't have to worry about that because you would forget and then you'd have the whole, and I'm like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. This next feature makes it both in the things I like and also things I hate. So let's talk about what I like about them. And that is smart pads. Smart pads are what we used to just call like the jingle buttons, the thing you play and you get fun stuff like, you know, you know, and all sorts of fun stuff. And when you first get it, you will spend about 15 minutes doing fun stuff like I am a robot, I am a robot, everybody on the dance floor now. And of course you got this one. And hey, it's time for Christmas. Because those are really useful. And I can say things like, you're using Anchor? Are you kidding me? So there's that. So all sorts of fun little things. And this is one area I'm not going to talk about is MIDI. MIDI is this thing where you can configure these buttons to do things in your DAW so I can say, hey, when I push, when I slide this slider up, it does something in Hindenburg. Or I, when I click this button, it changes the scene in OBS. I don't use that. I have these things called fingers that I use for that. 
And so I don't really do much with MIDI. I'm probably missing out some really cool stuff, but I don't use it. The other thing that the Rodecaster do, 2 does that the one didn't is you have eight different banks of eight different uh, sounds that you could put in there. So you could have all these different things. Remember, these could be more than sounds, and they've made it really easy to switch from one bank to the other. So those are smart pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one, if you had a Rodecaster 1, if you recorded a solo show, when you went to get the files off the Rodecaster, even though you only recorded one thing, you had, I believe, nine files. One of them had something on it. The other eight were completely blank, and it took forever to transfer those off the unit. And there was kind of a workaround where you could pull the card out, but it was still pretty slow. Now, in the videos I've seen where they go, yeah, we installed a new card reader. It does a bazillion megabits per second. And I'm here to tell you, it's not any faster because I compared apples to apples. I recorded nine tracks on the Rodecaster 2 and compared it to how long did it take to transfer. Now, for the record, I'm using a slightly older Windows machine, and I don't believe I have USB 3 uh, ports on this, so that might be slowing it down. But what I did find out, and this is really the the one that you're like, yes, finally, is if you just record you and maybe the sounds and maybe a USB track because you've got a guest on Squadcast, you're only going to have three files, not nine or 24 or however many gazillion you got. And when I did that, I went from taking 25 minutes to get my file off the thing down to seven. And so it is much faster. Now, I don't think, unless it's a USB 3 thing, I don't think it's so much the faster card reader as it is you only get the files that you want. So it's really easy to go in and say, look, on this channel, I want nothing. On this channel, I want nothing. On this channel, I want nothing. I just need me, and it'll be super fast to get those files off the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they've done away with this. If you're like, what's a polywave? A polywave, and we're going to use technical terms here, is where they take all of your tracks and they smush them. They smush them into one track. You export them off of the unit, and then you somehow unsmush them. There's none of that. There was always this weird, oh, I've got to convert this first kind of thing. Those are gone. The bottom of the Roadcaster 2 enables it to be put on some sort of stand, or if you look at the back of your computer monitor, you probably have one of those kind of like four screws. It's a rectangle plate. Well, it basically has one of those on the back of it, so you could put this on a stand and get it off your desk and get your desk back. Now, you can also just put it on a typical kind of, it looks like mic stand, kind of quarter-inch hole in the bottom of it if you want to go it that way. So I have the Elgato kind of low rider arm that I tried, and I didn't like it because it kept hitting my keyboard, but I might try that with this to where I could actually push it off my desk, get my desk back, and then when I want to record, just swing it over. So it's something I might try, but it's something that wasn't on the Rodecaster 1. I'm currently not using it, but I go, hmm, I might use that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rodecaster 1 had this really cool way that you actually screwed in the power cable into it, so you never had to worry about the power coming out, and of course, the mic cable's locked as well. They did have the ability to buy a cable that if you wanted to then run this on like what I call a power brick, uh, it could be a USB-C. Well, that's just the cable that came with the Rodecaster 2. 
You don't have to worry about having any kind of special cables. If you want to run it on batteries, you've got it, or the cable that comes with it plugs into the wall, and then the other end of it is USB-C. Now, it's not screwed in, so again, keep those cables in a place where somebody's not going to trip on it and unplug the unit. Now, this is a feature that I personally did not ask for, but some people love the flexibility, and that is on the Rodecaster 1, I think channel 5 was always your phone. Well, on the Rodecaster 2, I can say, hey, I want channel 1 to be a microphone. I want channel 2 to be a USB for my person on Squadcast. I want uh, channel 3 to be my sounds so I can have my great, you know, ready to go and then have everything else be none. And you can actually go in and color code it and all this other fun stuff to which I kind of go, meh, okay, I guess. I never really found it, like, confusing because everything was hardwired. The other thing this does, kind of the downside, is when you do tie this directly into your software, you get no insights into what channel is what because every channel could be different depending on what you're doing. And another thing that they've added from the Roadcaster 1, which had Aphex processing, you'll hear people talk about the Oral Exciter and the Big Bottom. This has that as well, but it also has a three-band EQ. So you can tr- you can boost bass and treble and just be a little more, get that scalpel out to dial in your sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're thinking, Dave, you haven't mentioned the two USB-C ports on the back that allow you to plug your phone in and they're the different outputs. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of count those as one of the negatives. And I'm going to give you my list of things that I don't like about the Roadcaster right after this. Coming in at number one, the most annoying thing that Rode did with the Roadcaster 2. And I realize this now because I just had the Roadcaster 1 plugged in. When I did, there was one thing to choose. Like, hey, this is the microphone. Hey, that's the output. If you are not driving right now, on your left hand, hold up two fingers, and on your right hand, hold up one finger. And now you see how you have three. Yeah, there are three outputs for the Rodecaster. So the Rodecaster 1, you had one choice. Rodecaster 2, you have three. And the thing that's driving me nuts about this is that for no apparent reason, my system, a Windows machine, randomly switches these and it's annoying now the first one is called usb1 chat that is one where it's made for zoom calls squadcast streamyard it has this thing called mix minus now i realize that's kind of jargony a mix minus means that your guest let's say you have somebody on zoom your guest can hear the mix of you and all the sound effects minus their sound. Otherwise, they would get this weird echo and it drives them nuts. So you have one set up for basically Zoom, Squadcast, StreamYard, whatever you're doing. You've got that. Then you have this other one called USB 1 Main. And this is, I guess, used if I wanted to say, hey, put uh, channel one here into my Audacity and this one in here and this and blah, 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 blah. So you can really pick and choose, and do a multi-track in your software. Now, what I hate about this is tracks one and two of when you put this into your software, because you just get a list of 16, like, hey, which one do you want, one or 16? Your first two, you would think, would be tracks one and two on the sliders. They're not. It's your stereo mix. 
So every time you're like, wait, the fourth one is really number six because you have to add two to everything. It's kind of weird. You're like, wait, carry the one, divide by two uh, times pi. It's crazy, and it makes it kind of icky. So the outputs drive me nuts. Then I thought I had this solved. Now, I might be a special case because as a podcast consultant, as a trainer, as somebody who makes lots of screen videos, there are times when I want my audio from my computer to be in the Zoom meeting, in the software that I'm making tutorials with. And I could easily, if I was on a call and somebody said, hey, Dave, can you show me how to do this in Audacity? I could go, yeah, hold on a second. And if you say anything right now, there's going to be a weird little echo. And I would go into the Roadcaster one, click a button, go into another one and say, yes, turn off mix minus, which means they can hear the sounds on my computer. And I would go in and do the thing and they'd be like, oh, that's really cool. And I would click another button and another button and turn it back on so that the echo would go away. Super simple. Now with the outputs, if I was just using output one, then you've got to go in and change from the USB chat to the USB main. That's no fun. You've got to change it on your computer. And again, I'm talking from a Windows uh, world here. So then I look at this USB two, right? They have two of these things. And I, I look at it and like, oh, cool. There is a mix minus on off button. Perfect. So I go in, I test it. It works great. And then I'm like, oh, great. It's time to do another show. And they have this software called Rode Central. It makes it really easy to drag files onto your sound or your smart pads. And I plugged it in and it was like, yeah, I don't know what you're doing because the Rode Central software only connects if you have it plugged into the first USB. Now, I realize that is a first world problem because listen to this. In my day, yeah, I had to unplug the USB 2 cable and plug it into the USB 1. Yeah, we had it hard back then, right? So I'm, it's a first world problem. But nonetheless, if I keep having to switch stuff, it drives me crazy. And so what I need, my solution, hello, Rode, are you listening, is to have an on-off button like you did on the Rodecaster 1 for Mix Minus on all the USB channels. And I have seen a video already, and that is on its way. But I'm just here to tell you again, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about here are things you can trip over. And so for me, I don't know who came up. Well, here's the reason. If you're like me, like, why do I need multiple outputs? I just need one to go to Squadcast. It's for gamers. And this is where I get it. There are a lot of gamers. There's a lot of money in gamers. Gamers don't sit there. They have a budget. Gamers spend a lot of money on their machines. And so I get that part of this box is geared at gamers. But when they do that, they add a bit of learning curve to this to where I was like going, wait, what the huh? So I just need mix minus on all the USB stuff and I will be golden. But that's what part of the problem is with this box is they're trying to make gamers happy and they're not for the record. I saw one guy just totally just all over it because they want super flexible routing. They want to be able to go, hey, take this channel one and put it on only on output two, yada, yada, yada. So they're trying to make gamers happy. They're trying to make musicians happy by having the new input so you can have an XLR or a quarter inch jack and they're trying to make podcasters happy. And you know how that works when you try to make, when you try to be everything to everyone, 
yeah, there's going to be a group of people that go, yeah, that's not really cool. And that's me. I'm not a big fan of this multiple output thing. I'm hoping they make it simple or more flexible or give me my USB uh, mix minus button back. Here's one that you can trip over on the smart pads. They have features. We talked about all the stupid sound effects and things you can load, but there's also one called fader and it's really kind of cool. So I could push this button and say, all right, now when I press this music, fade in five seconds. So it'll take this long fade in and then I can set it, say, Hey, when you fade out, only take three seconds. And what happens is I said, do this, but exclude me the host. So fade out any music and thing that's going on. So I hit the button, it starts fading in. I'm like, this is great. I hit the button again and it fades out. And then I go and I notice I can't hear anything from my co-host who's on, in this case, StreamYard. And he's completely talking away and I don't hear a thing. And I hit a couple, nothing, zero. The only thing I can hear is me. And it took me a second to figure this out because that fade feature is still on. So you turn it, you hit hit it once to fade in, once to fade out, and one more to turn off because I could not figure out why nothing, nothing I hit had any kind of sound. And it's because this fade out function was still had everything faded out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if somebody's trying to set the mood or save on their electric bill, but they give you the ability to set the brightness of the lights. Now the lights are really pretty. It's kind of cool, but you can say, look, after so many minutes, can you dim the lights. Well, I was playing with it and had mine set really dim. So what happened was I muted my channel because I wanted to listen through my monitors. And of course, if I have a mic up, my monitors turn off. So I muted my one microphone, monitors came back on and uh, I was trying to do something and I couldn't hear my microphone. And I'm like, what's going on? And because the lights had dimmed so much, when you press the mute button on the unit, this bright red light comes on and a little bit of red shading on the actual screen. It has a, a five and a half inch screen. And uh, I'm like, what's, and here what it was, it was muted, but the lights were so dimmed, I couldn't tell that it was muted. So be careful with that one. That's another one to trip over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in my fifties. My eyesight is not what it used to be. And on the Roadcaster one, when I played music, it had this beautiful countdown timer. So if I'm trying to say, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We love that you're here. Be sure to subscribe at our website and blah, blah, blah. I could see exactly how much time I had left to where I could then, basically they used to call this talk up the the music and radio. I could slide the fader up and it just sounded like I, wow, that was brilliant. Well, with the Roadcaster 2, A, they've made it kind of smaller for all the button information. And they gave me a pie, basically this little pie. And when I hit the music, it starts to basically show like a clock ticking backwards. And this is just going to be a learning curve. I'm going to have to figure out exactly how much pie do I have left when I like slide up the fader. But I was kind of like, ah, I had it. I knew on my other one, it was 11 seconds. And now I got to learn it again. And again, these are all kind of first world problems on the roadcaster. I have, I bought the $50 plastic case to put on it. And on the Roadcaster 1, you could hit the on-off button and it would say, hey, do you want to turn this off? And you could hit the on-off button again and leave the cover on. With the Roadcaster 2, same thing, you hit the on-off button. And I do not like the on-off button. It's in the back. I can deal with that. 
The other button was just easier to use. You just popped it in and popped it out. This one is kind of a weird crinkle button and you got to have your finger just in the right spot. And I will have my cover on it again. I eat and drink at my desk. Did I mention this thing is 700 bucks? So yes, I bought out a $50 for another plastic cover on this thing. And when I hit the on off button, it says, hey, do you want to turn this off? And I hit the button again and no, I have to basically take off the, and again, first world problem, take off the plastic cover and say, yes, I want to turn it off. But these are the little things that make it annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some things that are just buggy. Everybody is like, hey, you know, they took away the TRRS cable. This is one that made it super easy to plug your phone in, but you can use Bluetooth, which we'll talk about that in a second. But there is a cable you can buy from them. It's the SC19. And this is where it's just new. I was sitting there. I had about 10 minutes to go. I had used it the night before. I plugged it in, plugged it into my phone, listened to a podcast. Everything's ready to go. So Saturday morning, I got about 10 minutes till we go live. I plug in my cable, plug in my phone, and the roadcaster rebooted. And I went, that's not a good sign. And then when I hit play, the audio quality was like this. So it used to be super easy to simply plug my iPhone into this TRRS cable and do whatever I wanted to do with the phone. When I went to their website, it says connecting iOS devices. The Roadcaster Pro 2 is MiFi certified. And that's the other thing I should say here. I bought a $9 cable on Amazon that said it was two MiFi certified that was from Lightning to USB-C and it didn't work. So I ended up having to buy the Rode SC19 cable for $29 and I connected it to my device. And it said, so that's what they say here. If your iOS device has a lightning connector, which mine does, you'll need to buy that cable. So I did, but it says, note, due to iOS limitations. So they're like, look, this is an Apple thing. Native phone calls cannot be made on an iPhone or an iPad via USB. So if you want to listen to your phone, just listening to podcasts, that will work. If you want to listen to Spotify, something like that. But if you want to do a phone call, and I just tested this, you cannot use the wired version. You have to use Bluetooth. And the Bluetooth is fine. This is, again, kind of nitpicky, but it used to be I would plug it in with a cable. When I was done with the show, I would unplug my phone and just go about my way. And again, this sounds even so petty just saying it out loud, but now I have to go into the unit and disconnect the Bluetooth because if I don't, I'll be outside listening to something while I'm grilling or whatever. And all of a sudden I'm listening through my earbuds and all of a sudden the sound will go away. Why? Because my phone is reconnected to the roadcaster and that happens more than I wish it did. I need to get in the habit of disconnecting the roadcaster when my show is over. And as we start to wrap this up, if you're like, Dave, you didn't mention the fact that you can hold down the two buttons and like you can talk to like channel one can talk to channel three. That was on the old one, too. And if you're like, oh, and that whole thing about shows where you can import and export shows. So if you have a bunch of settings for show number one, you could save that. Then you could import show number two and then go back to show. number. Yeah, that was on the first one, too. It, a lot of that stuff was under the software that you loaded on your computer for the Roadcaster one. So. To kind of wrap this up, what I want to do first is say, look, if you, again, if you're a person 
that's just recording a couple interviews. This is kind of way over. It's not kind of. It is. It's overkill for what you're doing. This is made for live streamers. So that could be gamers. It could be musicians. And it could be people like me that do a live show every Saturday. But let's look at the competition. And the first one is the Zoom PodTrack P4. The PodTrack P4 can have any combination of four inputs. So that could be four people in the same room with you, or you could have one guest via the computer, via USB, and then you can have, here they have the TRRS cable. You could do that. So you could have a person on the computer, you could have a person on the phone, and then two people on uh, microphones. And it also has separate headphone jacks like the Rodecaster. It has little jingle buttons, only four of them, but how many do you need? And what it's going to have, what the big difference is, those preamps again. So you might have, oh, I don't know, minus 31 more dB of, yeah, exactly. Who can hear that hiss? And so that's probably the unit I recommend the most. I call it the Swiss Army Knife of podcasting. It's a little over 200 bucks. It's an interface and a recorder, and you get separate tracks, and you get a mixed down version of the tracks. The only thing, if I said anything about it, is it's it's plastic, so you don't want to drop it. It's not cheap, but you don't want to drop it. Then the next one up is the Vocaster. This is from Focusrite, and what Focusrite has done, this is made for the person, the big takeaway that I, I wish was there but isn't, the uh, Vocaster is not a recorder. It's an interface, but it is the drop-dead easy interface. So if you you basically hold down a button, it sets your input gain, You've got the TRRS cable again, so if you want to plug it into a phone or if you want to play jingles on that, you can do that. Plus, it connects to your computer. Plus, it has Wi-Fi if you get the Vocaster 2. Now, it is anywhere from $200 for the Vocaster 1 to $300 for the Vocaster 2. So it's a little more expensive than the Zoom, but and it's not a recorder. So you're getting those better preamps, and again... I appreciate the lack of hiss. I'm just not sure there's that much hiss that we have to worry about. Then you get into the Rodecaster 1, and keep in mind, just because there's a Rodecaster 2 doesn't mean the Rodecaster 1 is now a horrible piece of crap. It's a great piece of equipment. They just couldn't take it any further, and they wanted to do more things for gamers and for musicians. So the Rodecaster 1 is still a great unit, and look for those to be going on sale because I know I'm going to have one going on sale here in a minute. So there's that. That's around 580 right now. And then you've got the Rodecaster 2 that is $700. Now realize if it's just you doing interviews, you could get a Samson Q2U microphone that's USB and XLR. So if later you want to grow into some sort of interface, you can do that. And you could use something like Squadcast and do your interviews there. And then if you're going to do other things, use Audacity and you could have your podcast there. So you can't, you don't have to spend tons of money. And this is one of the things I do with my students is they come in and they're ready to go, you know, double Roadcaster Deluxe with a side of, uh, you know, super duper video. I'm like, hold on, what are we doing again? Because <laughs> it's really not a one size fits all. We all have different needs. We all have different skill sets and things like that. So would I recommend the Rodecaster Pro? Well, this is the one thing about it. The quick answer is sure. And here's why. If you are a person that's doing a ton of live streaming, because otherwise the the PodTrack P4 doesn't have those effects. So 
and the, the difference is $500. So the question is, here I have my effects on. I'm doing live, and I'll go ahead, and now I turn them off. So does it sound that much different? Because, again, I can spend, I don't know, $50 on the Waves Shep's Omnichannel plugin and basically do everything as I turn it back on like that. So, you know, there are many ways. This is such a weird saying. There are many ways to skin a cat. And so the other thing is for me, how I judge a company is not when things are going good, but how things go when things aren't going exactly as planned. Now, as you might imagine, this has a few little bugs, shall we say. Like I said, when I plug my phone in, I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to reboot. But what makes a company is how quickly they recover. And as I was getting ready to record this, I saw a new video and some of the routing issues, those output issues that are driving me nuts, those are almost, they're on the way. They will be here probably within a couple of weeks with the whole mix minus stuff and things like that. Tascam, that would be another one. Their uh, Mixcast 4, I quit using because I just kept finding bugs, but that was their first entry into this kind of thing. Not so much as a recorder, but as a specific device for podcasters. And I just quit using it. Now they've come out with a new firmware, uh, but here again, I'm probably going to lean towards the pro, the road just because they've been in the podcast space a little longer. But, you know, I always keep an open mind. Keep in mind that no matter what the tech is, it's not the tech. It's not the tech. I mentioned earlier, I believe, that if you have plosives in your show, that's not something the roadcaster is going to fix or the vocaster or the, the pod track P4. That's mic technique. That's really what that is. There is software. I don't want to go into it, but you can take it out with software later, but that software is really expensive. So if I'm doing a lot of live streaming where I need the little fun filled jingles and such, the smart pads, sure, this is a great thing. If you are looking to do gaming or music, this does have the more flexible inputs where you can do quarter inch for musicians and things like that. You've got the dual outputs for the gamers. That's fine. So it's a truly flexible piece of unit. It's just $700 is a lot of money in my world. And I was like, holy cow. And again, I did buy this with my own money. Had I not been Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, I would have stuck with my Roadcaster One because it was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And right now, at least, with a little less headaches. But I always try to keep up on the latest gear and then report back to you. If you hear any gunshots in the background, it is July 3rd as I record this, about 10 o'clock at night, and people have been going a little early with their July 4th celebrations here in the U.S. We set up fireworks for that. So those are my thoughts on it. I Right now, I've got some things that it kind of drive me nuts, and I'm sure within a month, most of these will be ironed out. But my go-to one, again, if you want easy, Vocaster. If you want flexible, but a much smaller budget, then go Zoom PodTrack P4. Since we're kind of talking gear today, a quick update from the PodPage team. If you are using Seasons in your podcast, on your PodPage, it will now make a page just for that season. And that will be a new video that I will be adding to my Learn PodPage course. That's absolutely free. You can find it at learnpodpage.com. And if you want to see what other things I have for free, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash free 
classes. Thanks so much for tuning in. In the future, I'll be talking about Podcast Studio Pro. That is a software program used to help you kind of organize your information and, of course, anything else you would like me to talk about. Everything you need is out at schoolofpodcasting.com. Don't forget to use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription, and that does come with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it also comes with unlimited, time-shifted, one-on-one consulting. You want to text me? You want to video me? You want to send me an audio clip? You want to just send me anything? It's now unlimited. That's part of the new plan at the School of Podcasting, and I'll be adding more things to that as I make it better and better so that you can get going quicker and faster and grow faster. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. video ended up being really, really loud, loud. It wasn't loud. It was just bad, Dave. I might do the occasional interview. I might recommend why not mine. I, and if you're, but I think you will find that the more you do it, the more you enjoy it and the more you learn and the more you learn, well, the more valuable you are to the planet. Wow. I've really gone on a really weird tangent here. Haven't I? Echo, echo. Look around, 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 around. around. around.